This is the International Soccer Preview and we are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to Series 16. We're looking at the groups of the 2023 Gold Cup. This is Group B. Mexico, Haiti, Honduras and Qatar. Hello, it's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, Series 16. Uh, I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we're looking at Group B of the of the Gold Cup uh, 2023 tournament. Uh, the teams are Mexico, Haiti, Honduras, and Qatar. That's right. The only team uh, that doesn't rely on a playoff uh, to, to determine the fourth team. Now, we usually give some information about the media cast at this point. Uh, but what we've decided to do is to post a separate media cast for outlining our past, uh, past, present, and future series. So uh, suffice to say for now that some of the previous series we've done are still active. Uh, that's the African Cup 2023 uh, qualifying and the Euro 2024 qualifying series. Uh, they are still ongoing. Um, so you can look for those. Uh, there are addresses on the uh, uh, screen if you're watching on YouTube or in the show notes uh, for the uh, podcast version. Meanwhile, let's get on with it. Yeah, so this series features a deep dive into the history of the regional tournament for each of these teams, um, and we'll cover our usual information. Yeah, and that is, uh, we usually divide it into three sections, and the first one is an introduction of the teams in the group. That's part one. Uh, part two is the history of the team. So we do an, uh, a fairly quick overview of each team's history in the World Cup and in the Regional Cup. And as mentioned, this series uh, features a deep dive into each team's history in the Regional Tournament. Yeah, and actually in the, in the finals of the Regional Cup there. And uh, part three will be more of a discussion, a comparison of the teams uh, in terms of ranking, head-to-head -head records and odds. And then we end with just our thoughts, a discussion on the prospects of each team and our predictions. Yeah, um, well, this is as good a time as any to say that. Um, oh. oh, I guess we don't need that section. Uh, we were going to say that we're doing the podcast before the playoffs uh, begin. Uh, however, for this team, it, it doesn't matter, right? That's right. Yeah, thanks for bailing me out there. <laughs> yes, um, there are three playoff spots. Those are groups A, C, and D. There is no playoff spot in Group B because invited guest Qatar take the fourth seed. Right, and we had to do the uh, we had to do the podcast before uh, those games were played. A because there wouldn't be enough time to squeeze them in, and B because you're on the road. Where are you going, Connor? Yeah, I'll be uh, on uh, the far west coast of Canada. I'm on Vancouver Island, which is kind of a a long island um yeah in the pacific ocean yeah well uh, good well that is great and uh you're gonna watch the gold cup from there i will try my very best to watch as many games yeah all right well connor what's your overall uh view of uh group b do you have any kind of um uh, hook or or something uh any thought um i'm gonna state boldly that this is the the toughest group by far uh mm. in the gold cup um all right 
Or do you want to save our discussion for later? I'm going to neither agree or disagree. Uh, I am going to make you prove it uh, uh, when we get to the discussion section. All right. <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, move on to part one where we take a look at uh, these four teams. So we begin with Mexico. Yeah, uh, Mexico. Uh, their nickname is El Tree for the three colors of their flag, the green, white, and red. Uh, Mexico is a, a large country with 128 million people. Um, and it occupies the, the really the middle portion of North America between uh, the United States and the rest of Central America. All right. And the uh, second team is Haiti. Yeah, Haiti are known as uh, Le Bicolors, uh, two colors, which are blue and red. Uh, Haiti has a population of 12 million people, which is actually uh, the fifth largest in North America and the, uh, the largest population among Caribbean nations. Um, and Haiti uh, shares the large island of Hispaniola uh, with Dominican Republic. Uh, Haiti occupies about the western third uh, of the island. Wow, that must be a, a crowded country if it's uh, the fifth biggest, because they're certainly not—they're uh, uh, certainly not the fifth biggest in size, hey? No, uh, yeah, relatively high population density for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, team uh, pot three, uh, surprisingly, I think, is Honduras. Yeah, not probably used to being a pot three team. Uh, their nickname is Los Catrachos, uh, which is a nickname for people from Honduras. Uh, Honduras has uh, 10 and a half million people, and it's located somewhat in the middle uh, of the chain of Central American countries. Um, it has Guatemala and El Salvador to the west, and then Nicaragua to the southeast. Cool. And uh, well, far away from there is our uh, pot four team, Qatar. Yeah, uh, quite literally on the other side of the world. Um, known as El Anabi, or the Crimsons, reference to their flag and colors. Uh, they have a population of about 3 million people, uh, which is roughly the same as Jamaica. Um, and Qatar is a small uh, Arab country occupying a peninsula in the Persian Gulf. All right, well, you've thrown a, a few numbers at us there, so let's kind of put them all together and uh, with a direct comparison. Yeah, so the biggest country by far is uh, Mexico with 128 million people. Um, not a surprise, I guess, that they're, they kind of dwarf the other countries in this group. Um, next is Haiti. Um, Haiti has a population just one-tenth of that of Mexico, 12 million people. Um, short, uh, closely behind is Honduras, um, 10 and a half million people there. And then the smallest country is uh, Qatar, just 3 million people. So actually the uh, size, population size of the countries mirrors their uh, pot ordering. Yeah, it does. Uh, Haiti and Honduras pretty close to each other there. All right. Well, Connor is going to uh, join us a little later in the show uh, for the discussion part. I'm going to handle the uh, history section myself. So we begin with Mexico. Uh, their first international game was in 1923. And we'll start with their overall participation and achievement. So they're a senior team in the world having participated in every World Cup since 1930, except for 1938 when they withdrew and 1990 when they were disqualified. And they participated from the beginning of the Regional Cup in 1963, but didn't enter in 1985 uh, because they were hosting the World Cup the following year. And they were also uh, disqualified in 1989. So reaching the World Cup is no great achievement for L3. Apart from the withdrawal in uh, 1938 and the disqualification in 1990, they failed to do so only three times. And this was in 1934, 
1974 and 1982. Uh, their best finish in the cup is the quarterfinals, uh, both times they hosted. That was in 1970 and in 1986. And in regional competitions, they have won about half of the tournaments, uh, though more in the Gold Cup era than in the CONCACAF Championship era. And uh, speaking of regional cup, no, uh, sorry, we go to the World Cup uh, overview. So a bit of a closer look at the World Cup, but still an overview. Uh, so they regularly qualify for the World Cup, does Mexico. As mentioned above, they were disqualified in 1990. And the reason for that was that they fielded overaged players for a youth tournament, actually forging the birth certificates of certain players there. Uh, in the early years, they were invariably knocked out at the group stage, but they reached the quarterfinal uh, in 1970 and again in 1986, aided by being the host in both cases. In between that, uh, they had their worst spell, failing to qualify twice and getting knocked out at the group stage in 1978. And then after being disqualified in 1990, they both reached and have been stopped at the round of 16 uh, in 1994 and in every cup after that until um, this amazing consistency, which lasted through seven World Cups, was finally broken in 2022. Uh, looking at the regional cup in a bit of a closer overview, uh, Mexico has always been a power in the regional cup since its start in 1963 and uh, overall winning the title 11 out of 26 times. So they were always near the top, but they didn't win the region as much as would be expected, having done so only three in 11 times until 1993. So Costa Rica also had three regional titles, but was not really a rival having never reached the World Cup uh, during that period. And there was no main rival until 1990 from the CONCACAF Championship. Um, uh, but the USA became a force uh, with the uh, around 1990, uh, actually winning the first uh, Gold Cup in 1990. Uh, in 1991, and that was the first Gold Cup. And then the two together, uh, USA and Mexico, have ruled the region, winning every Gold Cup between them except for the year 2000 when Canada took the prize. But in the 1990s, Mexico dominated with three straight titles from 1993 to 1998. And then since 2002, the title has pendulumed back and forth between the two of them uh, with almost clockwork regularity. And now we enter our deep dive into the regional uh, cup. So uh, the regional tournament was known as the CONCACAF Championship from 1963 to 89. And uh, they began inauspiciously getting knocked out at the group stage in 1963. Uh, despite beating Jamaica 8-0, they tied Costa Rica and lost to Netherlands Antilles, which is now called Curacao. Uh, from the following version in 1965, uh, the final round became a round-robin tournament, and Mexico was a dominant team, although they did win less than half the time. So they won in uh, 1965, finishing first in that round-robin, but in 1967, uh, they came second to Guatemala. 
1969 was their worst performance in the round robin for format. There they lost to uh, Costa Rica and Guatemala and tied Netherlands, Antilles and Trinidad Tobago, Trinidad and Tobago to finish a humiliating fourth of six. Uh, sorry, I had the wrong graphic up there. But in 1971, they came back to win um in 1971 uh but finished third behind host haiti and trinidad and tobago in the following competition in 1973 a result which cost them their regular place at the world cup as the competition uh, the concacaf championship had become the qualifier for the world cup and would be from 1974 to 1990. so that pattern repeated winning all games on the title in 1977 but then finishing third, uh, this time behind Honduras and El Salvador in 1981, uh, which also cost them a seat at the 1982 World Cup. In 1985, they didn't enter the tournament, uh, likely because hosting the World Cup in 1986 already gave them automatic qualification for the Cup. But they were banned, in 19, uh, uh, banned for the 1990 World Cup, as we mentioned, and uh, that also disqualified them uh, for the qualifying tournament, uh, the uh, 1989 CONCACAF Championship. So following that, uh, the regional tournament became the Gold Cup. So while Caribbean and Central American teams had to qualify for the Gold Cup through more local competitions, the three North American teams, Mexico, USA and Canada, received automatic qualification. And while this was decidedly unfair, uh, there does seem, or there did at the time, seem no reasonable way for these teams to uh, undergo a qualification fairly. Uh, but this was redressed in 2019 with the introduction of qualification through the CONCACAF Nations League. But going back to the beginning of the Gold Cup, uh, they won, uh, sorry, in the first version, they um, uh, finished second behind Honduras in the group stage and then lost to USA 2-0 uh, in the semi-final, so had to settle for third place with a win over Costa Rica. Um, they got revenge on the USA in the following tournament. Hang on a second. Sorry about that, I return. They got revenge over USA in the following edition in 1993 uh, by beating uh, USA 4-0 in the final. Um, and that was the first of three titles in a row. So in 1996, they beat Brazil's under-23 team in the final. And uh, in 1998, beat USA 1-0 uh, there. Uh, 2000 saw Canada not only taking the title, but beating Mexico in extra time in the quarterfinal. And they would go out in the quarterfinal, uh, at the quarterfinal stage, in two of the next three tournaments. And that was to invited guests South Korea in 2002, where they went out on penalties. And in 2005, they went out to Colombia uh, in the quarterfinal. But uh, in between, in 2003, they beat Brazil in extra time in the final uh, to win yet another title. From 2007, uh, they reached at least the semi-final in four of the seven tournaments. 
Uh, it was defined by their rivalry with the USA, the title going back and forth between them uh, from 2002 all the way to present times. So they lost to them in the final in 2007, but then beat them in the final in the following two tournaments, uh, actually 5 nothing in the 2009 Gold Cup and 4-2 in the 2011. Uh, they went out in the semi-final uh, to Panama in 2013, and after winning uh, in 2015, uh, beating Jamaica in the final there, uh, they went out in the semi-final again in 2017, uh, losing there to Jamaica. Uh, 2019 saw the USA and Mexico together in the final uh, for the first time since 2011, and uh, Mexico won that one. And that brings us to uh, the recent history of the team. And we begin with the uh, most recent Gold Cup in 2021. So uh, this one, uh, now we're in, the, in the, the phase where they have to qualify for the Gold Cup through the CONCACAF Nations League. And there in Nations League A, they won all four games uh, over Panama and Bermuda to comfortably finish first. Uh, in the group stage, they tied their first game with Trinidad and Tobago, uh, but went on to win their next two games and finish first uh, in the group. Uh, that brought them to the quarterfinals where they beat Honduras and in the semifinals, a, a very late goal against Canada uh, saw them through, that was deep into injury time, saw them through to the final where they faced the USA and lost one nothing uh, in extra time. So uh, their next recent tournament was the World Cup in 2022. So they were one of five teams to uh, reach a, or to earn a bye into the final round in what, what was a pretty unfair system. Uh, but that system, because of COVID, uh, was uh, kind of restructured uh, leading to, uh, instead of six teams in the final round, known as the Hex, uh, leading to an eight-team final round, which uh, um, hasn't been named yet, but I've heard it called the Octa. So they play, uh, they play the other seven teams, home and away there, and uh, Mexico um, lost a couple on the road, so the only two games they lost were to USA and Canada. But they did quite, uh, quite, uh, sorry, tie quite a few games at home. Three games at home, uh, Mexico, Costa Rica, and USA all tied them at home. Uh, and they finished tied on points with Canada, but behind on goal difference. And um, actually, Canada was leading them most of the way uh, through the tournament there. Mexico actually jumped from third place to second uh, in the last game. Uh, so second place enough to automatically qualify them for the World Cup. So in the World Cup, they started with a goalless draw against Poland, and then they lost to Argentina. And in the final game, they uh, faced Saudi Arabia, and they were winning 2 nothing, which would have put them through to their regular uh, round of 16 um, uh, spot. But uh, in the dying minutes, the Saudi Arabians scored a goal, and that actually um, left them tied on points with Poland, but one goal behind. So a bit of a devastating goal um, suffered at the hands of, uh, of Saudi Arabia there.
Okay, and the last thing we look at is qualification for this cup and the 2022-23 UEFA Nations League. And um, not as convincing there as usual. They did beat Suriname twice, which was no surprise. But they tied uh, Jamaica home and away, uh, nevertheless winning the group and uh, proceeding to the uh, finals, the, the Nations League finals, which will be in June of this year so four teams competing for the finals and they are going to face usa uh, in the semi-final there so we finished the history section with a quick look at their players uh what does the squad look like so as always mexico has a strong squad with a plethora of, cha of players to choose from uh, unlike usa there's a little less mixing and matching so uh with a strong base of players called upon uh, for the important games. Uh, there doesn't seem to be much retirement, so uh, that selection, uh, which is too many players to list, remains very experienced. Uh, many of the big players are happy to remain at home, playing locally in their strong domestic league. Among the big players with big European teams are uh, Jesus Manuel Corona of Sevilla, who was injured for the World Cup and didn't play in it, Irving Lozano of Napoli and Jorge Sanchez, along with Edson Alvarez, uh, both of them uh, with Ajax in the Netherlands. And uh, they're trying out some youth through friendly matches. Uh, they played a friendly with uh, USA in April. And some of the new prospects there are 21-year-old defender uh, Julian uh, Araujo. Always have trouble with that name. <laughs> Uh, Julian Araujo of Barcelona B and forward Santiago Jimenez of Feyenoord in the Netherlands and then uh, many younger players coming through um, playing with their local teams in Mexico. So that's what it looks like for players and I guess that uh, semi-final game against Mexico or against USA uh, may give us uh, shed a bit more light on who they're going to bring to the uh, cup. There is a uh, a danger that or there is a possibility that they'll bring a B team to the cup because the A team just played in the World Cup um, and may be rested uh, this summer for the Gold Cup. All right, we move on to our second team, which is uh, Haiti, the pot two team. And uh, Haiti earned, uh, played their first international game in 1925 and uh, in terms of participation and achievements, uh, they are they first entered World Cup qualification in 1934, and uh, they were founding members of the CONCACAF Regional Tournament in 1963, and of course the Caribbean Regional Tournament in 1989. So their participation has been inconsistent though. Uh, after 1934, they entered only one World Cup in 1954, all the way up until 1960. 70. After that, they participated consistently, except for 1990, where they didn't enter. In the Regional Cup, however, they quite consistently participated from the beginning in 1963, absent only once through disqualification in 1969. However, they withdrew from most tournaments between 1998, sorry, 1989 and 1998. And they have participated consistently uh, since then, even through a devastating earthquake in 2010, which uh, cost the lives of a quarter of their football association staff. 
In terms of achievement, Haiti have reached the cup only once in 1974, where they were knocked out at the group stage. Having come close uh, in the two cups surrounding that, they've never come close since. The early 70s was their peak in regional competition also, winning the CONCACAF championship in 1973 and coming second in the two surrounding tournaments. From their return to regular participation since 2000, they've reached the Gold Cup about two-thirds of the time, and they've passed the group stage about one-third of the time, with their best result a semi-final finish in 2019. All right, let's take a look at their World Cup history in uh, a bit more detail. So as mentioned, they participated in the 1934 World Cup, which is an accolade which few CONCACAF teams can boast. Uh, they were knocked out there in a preliminary regional set consisting of three games with Cuba. So they have little to boast of beyond that other than a strong period in the early 70s. They came within minutes of reaching the cup in 1970 losing a final playoff to El Salvador in extra time. But they did reach the World Cup in the following edition in 1974. Uh, they did host the uh, qualifying tournament there. And they came quite close again in 1978, uh, their finest period in world football. Uh, in the World Cup itself, they were knocked out in the first round, losing all games in 1974, but they did score a goal uh, against each of Argentina and Italy, but they never came close to the Cup again. Uh, they reached the final round of qualification in 1982, but never again after that. Let's take a close view, closer view of their regional cup. So their golden period in the 1970s extends to the regional cup, uh, as described above. In fact, the two were inter intricately connected since the CONCACAF championship was the qualification tournament for the World Cup from 1973 onwards. Uh, thus, their regional title in 1973 is what earned them uh, the region's single spot in the 1974 World Cup and their second place finish in the 1978 edition accounts for their falling just short of the World Cup there. Uh, Haiti though was weak in the 1980s and almost absent in the 1990s. They reached the cup more than half the time from 2000 onward and passed the group stage in 2002. Uh, they didn't do that again until 2009 but since that time, in 2009, they passed the group stage about half the time. So in 2019, uh, they beat Canada in the quarterfinals, which ripped out my very heart. And they uh, bettered their quarterfinal finish by one step, reaching the semifinal there. As we'll see in the uh, deep dive that we're now doing into the uh, regional cup finals uh here so the first regional tournament in uh the first regional tournament was the CONCACAF championship in 1963. Uh, 10 teams entered but only nine qualified uh, somehow a local caribbean tournament called the the siega cup was involved in qualifying and haiti's two games with netherlands antilles now called curachao uh, were the only qualifying games for this cup. And unfortunately, uh, Haiti lost both of those games and they were the only team uh, to not qualify for that cup. However, they did qualify in, uh, 
1965 and actually for most of the editions of the CONCACAF Championship uh, after that. Uh, in 1965, a tie with Netherlands Antilles was their only point in the final round, and they finished bottom of six in the round-robin tournament. Uh, 1967 saw them beat Na Nicaragua in the last game and finish uh, fifth of six ahead of them. And in 1969, they were disqualified. Um Having qualified by winning twice over the USA, they were denied entry because they failed to register their intent to participate. That was 1969. Uh, and as we know, the 1970s became a strong period for them. And though they were awarded entry when other teams dropped out, uh, they went undefeated, tying three of the six games to finish second behind Mexico uh, in 1971. In 1973, the tournament was hosted in Haiti, and despite losing to uh, Mexico in the last game, they finished first, and that uh, result earned them entry into the 1974 World Cup. 1977 was also an impressive campaign, and as in 1971, it ended with a second-place finish in the round-robin behind Mexico. However, 1981 showed that the good period was over, Ties with Canada and Mexico were their only points, and they finished last of six. Uh, the 1985 tournament was uh, a more traditional group stage tournament, but they lost all games in the group stage and didn't make it to the the uh, final round robin, which is just uh, three teams there. Actually, uh, Canada, who uh, beat them in the in the group stage, uh, ended up winning the round robin. And uh, they didn't enter the last CONCACAF championship in 1989. Um, but uh, by 1991, the competition had changed to the uh, Gold Cup and uh, qualification was earned through their local uh, Caribbean Cup. So they didn't do well enough in that Caribbean Cup to reach the Gold Cup and either uh, didn't enter or withdrew from the next several Caribbean Cups. So uh, didn't qualify in 1991 and basically didn't enter or withdrew until they returned in 2000. Um, they successfully qualified through the Caribbean Cup, but came last in their group stage behind USA and Peru. In 2002, they beat Ecuador to pass the group stage for the first time, uh, but they lost to Costa Rica uh, in extra time. Um, and would not pass the group stage again until 2009. Uh, they failed to qualify in 2003 and 2005, and then uh, fell at the group stage in 2007. But in 2009, a tie with USA in their third group stage game saw them through to the quarterfinal, although they ha fell heavily to Mexico once there, losing 4 nothing. Uh, they failed to qualify in 2011, uh, but despite uh, falling at the group stage in 2013, they were the most entertaining team uh, in that tournament. Uh, they lost to Honduras despite outshooting them 23-6, to and they also fell to El Salvador in a game gone mad due to poor refereeing. 
to an exciting tournament in 2013, although they finished last in the group stage. But 2015 saw them in the quarterfinals again, losing to Jamaica there. Uh, but they failed to reach the cup in 2017 and knocked out in a regional playoff by Nicaragua in a dramatic pair of games. So um, Haiti is actually a pretty fun team to watch lots of drama surrounding them. Uh, 2019 saw the end of qualification through the Caribbean Cup and uh, qualification was now through the CONCACAF Nations League. And Haiti successfully qualified and in the tournament they won all group stage games even over Costa Rica. So it looked like another quarterfinal exit when they were completely dominated by Canada and were down 2-0 at the half. However, they completed an amazing comeback to win 3-2 and reach the semi-final there. Uh, that is their best Gold Cup result. And in that semi-final, uh, it took until extra time for Mexico to score a goal against them and knock them out. All right, and that brings us to the most recent Gold Cup in 2021. So again, qualification through the CONCACAF Nations League. They were in League A there, and they uh, lost their opener to Curacao and then uh, tied them at home. And then they tied both legs against Costa Rica. So they finished third in the group, and that was uh, enough to bring them to a playoff round or a playoff series. Uh, two rounds to get to the cup. So in the first round, they comfortably beat St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and in the second round, comfortably beat Bermuda. Uh, comfortably beat Bermuda. In the group stage, they lost uh, a pretty tough group, actually. Uh, they were with USA and, and Canada, which had recently become a very strong team. And they lost both of their games to USA and Canada, and it didn't matter that they won their third uh, group stage game over Martinique that just gave them third place and uh, didn't advance them to the to the finals. Let's take a look at their World Cup campaign in um, in 2022. So uh, round one of three uh, was a group stage among five teams in the group. Although Saint Lucia dropped out of their group and they had no problem, they won all games. Um, including a 10-0 win over Turk and Caicos Islands. So that brought them to round two, where they met Canada, a team they've met a lot in recent times. And they were no match for Canada, uh, losing both legs there and uh, not reaching the final round of qualification. The last thing we look at is their 2022-23 CONCACAF Nations League, which was the qualifying uh, qualifying tournament for this uh, Gold Cup. And uh, no problem there. They uh, kind of disgracefully tied Bermuda in their opening game, but then went on to win all games there. Uh, Guyana was the, um, Guyana was the uh, biggest rival there, but they beat Guyana twice to finish first in League B and uh, automatically advanced to this 2023 Gold Cup. All right, and the last thing we do in the history section is take a quick look at their players. So uh, Haiti has a strong starting lineup, but not a lot of bench strength. Uh, it's a little hard to tell because they've played no games between June 2022 and March 2023. Uh, almost none of the players are with clubs in Haiti. Uh, Stephen Saba, uh, the one exception there. 
Uh, others are with a wide variety of clubs all over the world, but none of them are with big names. Um, and France is the most popular option for the Haitian players. Three players, for example, are with Strasbourg's B team. Uh, experienced keeper Johnny Placido is with Bastia in France, but he wasn't called up uh, uh, in March, leaving then next most experienced keeper with only five caps. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in the goalkeeper situation when they come to the cup. I'm hoping for uh, Placido to be there. The forward line is fierce with uh, three players, including Duncan's Nays on of, uh, CSKA Sofia in Bulgaria. Uh, those three uh, forwards scored, scoring a total of 50 goals in their 86 caps. So a very exciting team to watch. Uh, uh, Haiti with their flash attacks. All right, well, the third pot, the pot three team, surprisingly, is Honduras, even though Haiti wasn't in the final round of World Cup qualifying and Honduras was. The uh, CONCACAF rankings uh, have Haiti ahead and Honduras uh, probably the toughest pot three team. We'll look at that a bit later in the podcast with Connor. Uh, Honduras's first international game was in 1921, and in terms of their participation and achievements, they're one of the most consistent uh, participants in the region. They first entered the World Cup qualification in 1962, uh, from which time they failed to participate only once in 1978 when they withdrew. They are regular participants at the regional level and have participated from its beginning in 1963. Uh, their only non-participations there were when they were disqualified in 1969 for their role in the football war along with El Salvador uh, and when they withdrew in 1977 and that was the same withdrawal for the 1978 World Cup since uh, this regional tournament was the qualifying tournament. In terms of achievement, Honduras has reached the World Cup finals three times in 1982 and then twice in a row in 2010 and 2014. Uh, they've fallen at the group stage every time and have yet to earn their first win uh, at a World Cup tournament. At the regional level, they have only uh, failed to qualify for the Cup three times and they won the title once and that was in 19 excuse me, in 1981 when they hosted. Let's take a bit of a closer look at their World Cup uh, in an overview. So that regional title win in 1982 uh, qualified them for their first World Cup. Uh, sorry, the regional title win was in 1981 and it qualified them for their first World Cup in 1982. So they performed respectably well there. Uh, they tied Spain and Northern Ireland and losing their other game uh, on a single goal. Uh, they did finish last in the group, but only two points behind the group winner there. Uh, 2010 saw them grouped with Spain uh, again, and this time uh, Spain was at the height of their power. Uh, they lost that game, but earned a goalless draw with Switzerland, but finished once again at the bottom of their group. 2014 saw them uh, grouped again with Switzerland um, in the third game once again, actually. Uh, but they lost that, uh, that one against Switzerland, and they lost both of the other games too, uh, and finished last in their group once more. 
Uh, in terms of qualification, Honduras usually reaches the final round. Uh, they failed to do so in their first three campaigns from 1962 to 1970, but in recent times, uh, they've fallen short only in 1998 and in 2006. Uh, they went into their strongest period after 2006, uh, qualifying for two World Cups, and in 2018, uh, reaching an intercontinental playoff where they lost to Australia. And we'll take a, a closer look at the 2020 campaign uh, under recent tournaments shortly. Uh, a closer look at their regional cup uh, history. Uh, the regional cup, known as the CONCACAF Championship from 1963 to 1989, uh, their record was hot and cold in the early years. They had a good period in the early 80s, winning as host in 1981 and taking second again in 1985. However, they ran the gamut of results otherwise, otherwise uh, ranging from disqualification and withdrawal to non-qualification uh, to, to finishes everywhere from sixth to first when they did reach the final round robin. The inconsistency was such that... Uh, that they win their win and second place finish uh, in the early 80s was followed up with a failure to qualify for the last edition of the CONCACAF championship in 1989. So the Gold Cup, which became the regional tournament in 1991, uh, saw them finish second in the first edition. And while that would remain their best result, they had uh, generally a strong run from 2019 to, sorry, from 2009 to 2013. Uh, they reached the semi-finals three times in a row there and uh, that period generally parallels their strong appearance, uh, their strong form in World Cup where they made two appearances. Uh, only once in 2002 did they fail to qualify and they generally passed the group stage about half the time. We'll take a closer look in the uh, Regional Cup Finals deep dive. So Honduras's hot and cold character was evident in the in the first edition of the CONCACAF Championship in 1963. After going undefeated in the group stage over four games, they lost all three games in the final round. Uh, they failed to qualify for the cup in 1965, uh, but qualified automatically as host in 1967. And Nicaragua earned their only point by tying the hosts and a tie with group winners Guatemala, along with the loss to Mexico, saw them finish third behind both. Uh, 1970 um, World Cup qualification famously featured the football war. That was violence erupting between them and uh, rivals El Salvador. It really was for bigger reasons than just the soccer, but it was uh, sparked by a qualifying game in July 1969. So that left both of the teams uh, disqualified for the 1969 CONCACAF Championship, which took place late in that year. In 1971, Honduras uh, reached the finals, but earned only a single point over their five games there, finishing sixth of sixth in the round-robin tournament. Uh, that draw was their first game against Trinidad and Tobago, and they opened the 1973 edition by beating them. And in a better performance, they lost only to tournament host Haiti, but they tied all three other games to finish fourth, 
uh, behind Mexico. Mexico hosted the 1977 uh, CONCACAF Championship, but Honduras didn't enter uh, that year. And they themselves were hosts once again in 1981, and they won their first and only title, suffering only draws in the last two games with Mexico and El Salvador. They did well in 1985 also, uh, undefeated in a group stage to reach a final round robin of three teams where they finished behind Canada but ahead of Costa Rica, uh, Mexico uh, not participating in this cup because they were hosting the 1986 World Cup. Um, Honduras followed uh, 1985 with a non-qualification for the last edition of the CONCACAF Championship. Uh, in qualifying, they had tied both legs with Trinidad and Tobago and uh, were knocked out on the away goals rule. Uh, the regional cup uh, became the gold cup in 1991 and qualification for Honduras was earned through a, a local tournament among Central American teams called the Uncaf Nations Cup. Uh, their record was hot and cold in that tournament, but usually good enough to qualify uh, for the Gold Cup as the top three to five finishers, depending on, on the year, uh, qualified for the Gold Cup. Only in 2002 did they fail to qualify, and that was because uh, of a group stage exit from a tournament actually that they had hosted in 2001. So the early years of, of the UNCAF Cup were the strongest for Honduras, winning two of the first three cups, and that brought them uh, into the first Gold Cup in 1991, where they won in the group stage over Mexico, and went on to beat Honduras, uh, sorry, to beat Costa Rica in the semifinals, and they took uh, the host USA to penalties in the final, uh, but lost that, uh, uh, so a second place finish there. So their first Gold Cup would be their best result uh, in the competition, even up to this day. Consistent with their pattern of following up successes with poor showings, uh, they fell at the group stage over the next three Gold Cups, uh, losing all games in the 1996 and 1998 editions. Uh, but they won both group stage games in 2000 and reached the quarterfinals where they lost to invited guest Peru in an exciting 5-3 uh, loss. A group stage exit in 2003 um, was followed by, I didn't mention, they didn't reach the cup in 2002, we had said so earlier. Uh, so the group stage loss in 2003 was followed by a semi-final finish in 2005, and that started a good period uh, where, after a quarter-final finish in 2007, they earned uh, three semi-final finishes uh, in a row from 2009 to 2013. Again, that period coinciding with their two World Cup appearances. So in 2009, they lost in the semi-final to USA. 2011, lost in extra time in the semi-final to Mexico and uh, fell to USA again in the 2013 edition. Uh, that strong period ended abruptly with a poor showing in 2015, earning only a single draw in the group stage. Uh, weak performances followed even in 2017 where they reached the quarterfinals. Uh, they only reached the quarterfinals because uh, a draw with French Guiana 
was later awarded as a win uh, because French Guiana had fielded an illegal player. Uh, interestingly, that illegal player was ex-World French uh, ex World Cup winner uh, Florent Malouda, who uh, had played for France. Okay, now we look at the most recent Gold Cup uh, in 2021. So qualification now through the CONCACAF Nations League. And Honduras had no trouble there with uh, Trinidad and Tobago and Martinique. Uh, they did suffer an away draw in Martinique, but easily won the group uh, uh, to qualify automatically for the Cup. Uh, in the Cup, they beat Grenada and Panama in their first uh, two, two games, but lost to Qatar. Uh, invited guest Qatar in the final game. So um, that second place finish behind Qatar in the group paired them with Mexico in the quarterfinals where they lost 3 nothing. Um, moving on to the World Cup uh, qualification in 2022. Again, that kind of unfair system saw them uh, automatically receive a spot in the, uh, in the final round. Um, but uh, that system was changed because of COVID and um, uh, they still received that automatic spot and their performance will, will kind of demonstrate why it was unfair. Uh, but the, the restructured version allowed three more teams into the cup, making it a, an eight-team uh, final round. Uh, Honduras didn't win any games in that final round. Actually, they started reasonably well with a, a tie over eventual group winners Canada and a tie in El Salvador. But after that, uh, over the next 12 games, they only managed two draws. It got kind of got worse as, as it went because in their third game, they tied Costa Rica at home. Uh, uh, sorry, that was their fourth game. Uh, meaning that over the next 10 games, they only managed a single draw, and that was away in Panama. So they finished a dreadful last place in the group. Uh, four points, uh, the next highest team had 10 points, so just a really disastrous campaign for Honduras, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how they recover from, from that. Uh, but they have played since then, the 2022-23 uh, CONCACAF Nations League, or else the qualifying uh, uh, tournament for this cup. And there they were in a group with Canada and Curacao. So they lost both. Uh, no, they didn't lose both games to Canada. They actually beat Canada at home, which was a good achievement. Um, however, they lost to Curacao at home. Uh, a very consistent, inconsistent result, having beaten them away uh, in the previous game. So one win against each team uh, saw them finish second in the group, and that was uh, enough for automatic qualification for this cup and to remain in League B, also in League A uh, next season. All right, let's finish with a look at their players. So Honduras, uh, as mentioned, seemed relatively weak in the 2022 World Cup qualifying campaign. Uh, some experienced players do remain, especially in the forward line with uh, Albert Ellis. He's with Brest in France and uh, Rommel Kyoto of Montreal in Canada. Veteran uh, goalkeeper Luis Lopez remains in net, but the defense and midfield are a bit thin 
with Kervin Ariaga of Minnesota United in the USA, who has 22 caps, uh, their most experienced midfielder. About half of the starting lineup plays in Honduras, uh, and like those mentioned above, others are playing for smaller clubs in Europe uh, or upper-end upper clubs in the USA, including teams like DC United and LAFC. Uh, renewal for Honduras doesn't seem to be going well, with very few players of 23 or younger, while the starting lineup is made almost exclusively of players 25 or older, many of whom are in their 30s. All right, and we move on to our last team, and that is Invited Guests Qatar. So Qatar's first international game was in 1970, so quite late on. And we begin with a look at their participation and achievements. Uh, Qatar, um, as mentioned, played its first international game in 1970. However, its involvement with football actually goes back to the 1940s, uh, but we won't go into detail on that. Uh, they began competing in the Asian Cup in 1976 and in the World Cup in 1978, and their participation has been consistent uh, from then until now. They have never made it to uh, the World Cup, and normally they wouldn't, except uh, that they hosted in 2022 uh, in what was a fiasco of corruption for FIFA. Uh, though they have come close to qualifying only once in 1990, uh, they, reached, they have reached the final round of qualification in the Asian region six of the last seven times. Impressively, they have qualified for the Asian Cup every time since 1980, except for once in 1996. But they were a second-tier team until a stunning win in the Asian Cup in 2019. Uh, apart from that, the quarterfinals had been their best finish, and they had reached that level twice. Okay, let's begin, uh, or let's move on to the uh, a World Cup overview. So from their first campaign in 1978, uh, where, despite hosting the qualification group, they managed only a win over Bahrain and lost all other matches to finish last in the group, uh, Qatar has progressed steadily upwards, coming behind Bahrain in 1978, as mentioned, but ahead of them in 1982, and coming behind Iraq in 1982 and 1986, but ahead of them in 1990. Actually, 1990 was an excellent year where they tied South Korea and Saudi Arabia and beat China and came within a point of World Cup qualification. That was a peak, though, and they have never come close to that again. However, they usually reached the final round, uh, failing to do so only in 1994 and 2006. Once there, though, they are out of their league and they finished fourth of five every time except for 2018, where they finished last of six. In 2022, of course, they reached the cup automatically by hosting, but they did go through the first two rounds of qualification since it was also the qualifying tournament for the 2023 Asian Cup. And the result there would have seen them in the final round of qualification once again. Okay, we're going to take a very brief look at their uh, Asian Cup uh, overview here because it's not that relevant 
uh, to the Gold Cup here. So despite usually qualifying for the Asian Cup, 1976 and 1996 were their only failures, and their best result had been reaching the quarterfinals in 2000, and again as host in 2011. Uh, it was thus a surprise when they swept through the tournament in 2019 and convincingly won it. It was not, though, such a surprise to those, to those who knew of their preparations through their Aspire Academy and cooperation with Barcelona as they built their team towards hosting the World Cup in 2022. All right, well, we would do an overview of the Gold Cup, uh, except that they've only uh, been in it once, and that was in the most recent Gold Cup. So we will um, uh, we'll just uh, go through that cup in the recent tournament section. And we're not going to do a deep dive into their regional cup, because, of course, that is in Asia. So the next time the uh, Asian Cup comes around, that's actually early next year, we'll do a deep dive uh, into their Asian Cup Finals history then. Uh, but let's move on to recent history. And uh, we look at their Gold Cup campaign in 2021. And they qualified for that automatically by being invited guests, as they are for this Cup in 2023. Uh, so we begin with the group stage, where they opened with an exciting 3-3 draw with Panama. And in the second game, as expected, they beat Granada. And in the third game, they beat Honduras, who, the, who they meet again here. Uh, so that actually gave them first place in the group. Uh, so while Honduras, uh, second place, went on to meet Mexico, they went on to meet El Salvador in the quarterfinal. And they beat them 3-2, taking them to the semifinal, where they, uh, they um, lost one nothing to the USA. So uh, a tight game actually there. The USA needed uh, a late goal to win that semi-final, but they scored at 87 minutes uh, to knock Qatar out of the cup there. Uh, World Cup 2022, also a tournament that they didn't have to qualify for, but um, they did actually go through the first two rounds of qualification because it was qualifying for the 2023 Asian Cup, but we won't deal with that here. We'll uh, just assume that they, um, well, we not assume they received automatic uh, passage to the World Cup finals. Uh, the tournament opened with their 2-0 loss to Ecuador, um, and they went on to lose to Senegal and to the Netherlands. So after years of preparation, uh, Qatar had nothing to show uh, at the World Cup, which was really a shame because I, I, I myself was really hoping to see the form that they showed in the 2019 Asian Cup. I think they would have been competitive here had they been in that form. So a massive disappointment for Qatar, who uh, had spent years uh, in preparation for the Cup, uh, both as a country and as a team. And we, we go on to look at that team. Uh, uh, how are they looking after... Uh, that disappointment of the World Cup. Well, the biggest news coming out of Qatar is that they didn't renew the contract of manager Felix Sanchez, and he had led the team uh, from 2017, uh, but he'd been involved with the team since 2006. Uh, their World Cup dreams kind of rose and fell with him, and interestingly, he moves on to manage Ecuador, 
who Qatar lost to in their opener in the World Cup. And coming in now is veteran manager Carlos Queiroz, uh, manager of many international teams, primarily Iran, and who was also an assistant manager at Manchester United under Alex Ferguson. Uh, Sanchez had focused on a strong base of players that he had developed over the years, and some of those players are still young enough to continue to form the team around, most notably defenders Basim al-Rawi and the uh, forward duo of Akram Afif and Almoaz Ali. Many, though, are well into their 30s, many of the World Cup final squad, and players like Hassan Al-Haidos, goalkeeper Saad Al-Shib, and defenders Hassan, Kuki, and Pedro may make way for younger talent under the new manager. So, of course, we'll look at that more closely in the uh, players' media cast that, that will come out after this uh, uh, team team and group podcast. Anyway, none of these players, I'm talking about uh, defenders Kuki, Pedro, and Hassan, uh, appeared in the recent Gulf uh, Nations Cup. But uh, And I should make it clear, they, uh, they've only played um, in the Gulf Nations Cup since the World Cup, and then won friendly against the Croatia B team. So uh, some of them weren't called up to the Gulf Nations Cup, while some of them were. So it's a little hard to tell who is still on the team and who isn't. Uh, but some of the players um, who had been making their way into the team, like uh, uh, defender Tarek Salman and midfielder Asim Medibo, uh, did uh, join in that Gulf Nations Cup along with some le- some of the lesser known veterans. Well, there was always a question of which uh, direction Qatar would go after the World Cup. And while we have some answers, uh, the Gold Cup will help clarify. And actually that uh, Croatia B game, uh, that friendly against Croatia B did see some of the team's veterans come back in. So uh, uh, I think Afif and Almoaz Ali uh, both uh, appeared in that game. Uh, well, they're young enough to still be on the teams, but it shed a little bit of light as to who is on the team and who may be retired, but it's really kind of up in the air. Okay, well, that ends part two, the history section, and we're going to go uh, to part three. Connor will rejoin us. Um, we're going to begin by looking at the uh, pots uh, that the teams came from. Yeah, so... Uh, Mexico came in as a, the first-ranked team overall in CONCACAF, so they were um, obviously a pot one team, but ranked first overall. Um, Haiti come into this tournament ranked sixth among CONCACAF teams, so they were second among pot two teams. And then Honduras or uh, ninth ranked, so they um, are a pot three team, but the best of the pot three teams. And then finally, Qatar, um, they were kind of automatically put in pot four as guests, so they're their pot ranking wasn't determined by their world ranking. Um, so I guess really what you can say is that Mexico, Haiti, and Honduras all come from the very tops of their pots, Haiti being second. And then you have Qatar, who's essentially misseeded. Um, so it kind of bolsters my, my opening argument that this is the toughest group. Yeah, I was going to say, like, at the very least, they're at the top of pot four. But actually, where would you put uh, Qatar? Uh, we can we can look at that in terms of ranking, but just in your own mind, what pot uh, do you think they belong in? 
I, I think they're a pot two team. I think they're certainly better than Guatemala and probably Jamaica as well. Um, you know, yeah. I think Panama were, you know, they were kind of a poorly performing World Cup team, kind of like Panama have been in the past. And yeah, I think definitely a pot two team. All right. Well, your your persuasive argument uh, uh, grows that much stronger there, <laughs> for sure. Let's take a look at the uh, rankings of each team, and this will uh, this will actually give us an indication of what pot they should be in too. That's right. Yeah. So Mexico, we said our first overall in Concacaf. They're ranked fifteenth uh, in the FIFA rankings and twenty fourth in Elo. Uh, interestingly, uh, at twenty fourth in Elo, they're at a ten year low. Um, they've often been in the teens. Um, FIFA rankings, they've, they've been higher, they've been lower. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in recent years, they've kind of always been in that 10th to 20th uh, range. But I think ELO probably shows their ranking system can show long-term trends a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was the first time they've been knocked out in the, in the uh, group stage of the World Cup for ages, as we saw in the history section. So uh, maybe it's reflecting that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Haiti. Haiti are 87th in uh, FIFA and 70th in ELO. Um, this represents probably a, a general rise from where they were, say, five years ago when they were um, 100th in the FIFA rankings and as low as 83rd in ELO. Um, but they've also been higher in, in, in the past um, as well. So probably uh, their, their rankings show a, a recent rise. And it's probably being reflected in some of their uh, gold cup play and uh, world cup qualifying play as well yeah i should be mad at haiti for knocking canada out at the quarterfinal stage of the 2017 gold cup but uh i must confess they're one of my favorite teams i'm not even sure why but i, <laughs> I i'm always pulling for haiti uh, an interesting comparison though with uh, honduras i see here yeah honduras are higher in the fifa rankings they're 80th compared to haiti's 87th but they're 15 points lower uh, in the ELO rankings. They're 85th overall. Um, this actually marks a bit of a fall from grace from for Honduras, um, reflected in their World Cup play in 2022, uh, which uh, which we commented on, um, kind of going from a, a top team in the region to kind of falling at or below some of the second tier teams. Um, yeah, recently they've been in the 60s in both systems, even as high as 53rd in ELO. So they've, they've slipped quite a few places in both systems based on recent performances. Yeah, right. And we'll talk in the discussion section as to uh, which one we think will emerge stronger in this tournament. But meanwhile, we have uh, uh, Qatar. And wow, look at the numbers there. Yeah, 61st in FIFA and 69th in ELO. So that would place them um, second, you know, among the, the four teams in this group in terms of rankings, albeit just one ELO spot ahead of Haiti. Um, Qatar uh, were kind of on a steady trajectory rise until kind of just before the World Cup, um, unfortunately for them, um, and have dropped a bit since. They were uh, 48th and 49th in December 2021, have fallen a bit to 61st and 69th. Um, but uh, yeah, as we said, overall, their, their pot four team is really not where they should be based on rankings. Yeah. Uh, I see they were 28th in uh, June 2019, so that was after the Asian Cup. And, uh, wow, they really deserved it. I, did you watch much of that? I did see the final. But, uh, yeah, they were great. Some spectacular goals as well, if I recall. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and they were just amazing to watch. And I'm really sad they 
they didn't bring that form to the World Cup. It's almost like they, they peaked too soon, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look at the head-to-head uh, -head here. And we'll begin. Uh, oh, you take us through it, and I'll maybe add details if, uh, if need be. Yeah, so Mexico has a winning record against Haiti. In fact, they've never lost in 10 meetings. Eight wins and two draws is their record. Uh, yeah, that's right. And their last meeting uh, was in 2019. That was in the Gold Cup semifinal. And actually, Haiti took Mexico to extra time there, uh, although Mexico did win in the end. Yeah, good performance from Haiti. Uh-huh. Uh, Mexico versus Honduras. Uh, Mexico have the edge over their Central American rivals. Um, 18 wins, seven draws, and six losses. Yeah, well, actually, not as uh, not as convincing as all that, is it? No, um, especially if you divide it up into their their uh, records post uh, pre and post twenty ten. Uh huh. What's that? Um, so uh, Mexico um, had won ten of eighteen uh, games uh, pre twenty ten, but um, since twenty ten, uh, they still have a record of eight two and three. But Honduras have beaten them three times. Um, in a little over the last decade. So they're, um, yeah, a bit of a thorn in their side. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, not recently, though. Uh, they have met quite a bit uh, in recent times, uh, one, two, three, six times since 2017. And I'll just say the most recent one uh, in the 2022 World Cup qualifying, uh, Mexico won twice. But as you said, Honduras was quite, quite poor there. Uh, 2021 Gold Cup quarterfinal. Uh, Mexico convincingly won three, uh, three nothing. So I'm not seeing uh, uh, where uh, Honduras are picking up those wins, but it's not in in recent times at least. Yes, yeah, no, you're you're right about that. Um, or Mexico and Qatar have actually never met, nor have Haiti and Qatar. Um, so some new history will be created. Um, yeah. Honduras have met Haiti, and Honduras has a winning record: six wins, three losses. Yeah, Honduras and Haiti, uh, but not so recent. Um, uh, the last time was in uh, 2015 in the uh, Gold Cup group stage, and actually Honduras, uh, uh, sorry, Haiti won that game, uh, won nothing. Yeah, and then Qatar versus Honduras, they actually have met. That was in the 2021 Gold Cup group stage. Um, <sighs> Qatar won that game 2-0, uh, and that's the only time they've met. Right, that's right. So nothing to add there, uh, but it is interesting that they they have a history uh, there. Uh, all right. Well, the next thing uh, is uh, the odds to win the tournament, and uh, yeah, a bit of a blunt instrument here. We only have uh, the overall odds to win the whole thing. Yeah. Well, Mexico um, quite favored among the four teams in this group. Forty-seven percent chance. Kind of aligns there, basically fifty-fifty with the states. Um, kind of in Gold Cup history. Uh -huh. um, Haiti just given a 1% chance, despite being a pot two team. Honduras have a 4% chance. And uh, the uh, visitors, Qatar, have a 5.5% chance. So, um, yeah, the pot four team with the uh, kind of second best odds. But that's to win the tournament. Yeah. Uh, but it does give us a, a view of uh, how the odds makers see the relative strength. And, you know, the summary of that is the... Uh, Pot two Haiti uh, by the odds makers at least viewed as the pot pot fourteen uh, by far here. So let's begin our discussion there. Uh, do you agree with that? 
Um, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of not sure what to make of Honduras. Um, you know, the very, very poor World Cup qualifying campaign. But it was also long enough that it wasn't maybe just a, a one or two game blip or, a, you know, getting knocked out. Like they were poor over 14, uh, 14 games. So, um, you know, I think Haiti have been a bit of a rising team in this nation. They didn't get to the octagon, but they were a bit unlucky to meet Canada in the qualifying match there. Um, you know, would they have performed much worse than Honduras? Probably not. Um, so, no, I, I give Haiti a, certainly a, a better chance against Honduras um, than the odd makers, uh, you know, seem to suggest. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I, I would call it uh, uh, basically even. I mean, we saw Haiti did reach the uh, semi-final of, of the Cup. Uh, they, they're the pot two team here for a reason. They've been fairly consistent and, as you said, kind of uh, unlucky in some of their groupings. So uh, I'm looking for Haiti to upset these odds. Yeah, I mean, Honduras will, you know, they've been a strong team in the region for a while. They're going to try and put that, put things right, of course. Um, but yeah, Haiti's tough competition to come up against for sure. So it's not going to be a walk in the park for Honduras. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Well, maybe we should go back to the uh, um, beginning a little bit here because I want to ask you about Mexico. And uh, uh, do you think they, uh, first of all, do you think they're going to bring their A team uh, to the cup? They just played the World Cup in November, uh, in, in, yeah, November, December. Um, I'm not sure if they will, but I think they should. Um, you know, they lost the most recent uh, final to Mexico. Their World Cup performance, you know, Hang on, they lost uh, the final. Mexico lost the final to who? Uh, the USA. Oh, oh yes. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So I had it in my head that uh, Mexico won that, but they didn't. Yeah, and then their World Cup performance, you know, wasn't as good as they would have hoped, um, not getting past the group stage. So I think Mexico have um, kind of by their standards a bit of a reputation to rebuild a little bit to be seen as kind of the top team in the region. I think they've got competition, not only in this group, but, you know, arguably from Canada as well, um, who taught, who got the better of them in the uh, World Cup qualifying. So I think, yeah, I think Mexico kind of needs to reassert themselves in the region a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I maybe agree with you there. Um, and I do actually feel that uh, in terms of strength, well, we looked at it in the, in the player section, uh, that Mexico don't have quite the star power that they uh, that they've had in the past, and and I wouldn't put that down as the reason they didn't pass the group stage in the in the World Cup. But um, I, I do feel like they they are at a bit of a low in terms of their player quality. Yeah, and I think in this group, um, it's a competitive group. Um, and I don't see it being a stroll in the park for them. I mean, they showed that they dropped dropped points in their, uh, um, you know, World Cup qualifying campaign. Um, so I, I, you know, they perhaps are used to winning their groups comfortably and then kind of thinking more about the later stages of the tournament. But um, I think all three teams are going to give them a bit of a challenge. Yeah, uh, I got to say, uh, well, I talked about uh, quality, but in terms of quantity, I mean, they have so many players that... Um, I, I, I kind of do think they might bring a B team. And personally, as a Canadian, I would be happy if they did because uh, I'm pretty sure America's going to bring a B team 
uh, as well. And it could be a, a great opportunity for Canada. We're getting a bit off topic here. But uh, do you want to talk to that? Yeah. Um, like I said, I think Mexico's, um, you know, should be winning the gold. You know, their aim is to win the gold cup kind of with whatever team they bring. But, you know, they haven't won it last year. Results haven't been good. You know, and I think their their fans expect them to be winning or getting to the final at least. So I think they should not take this this group or this tournament that lightly. Uh, that's a really good point. Their fans are very demanding, and and I think you kind of uh, outlined that they wouldn't be satisfied with the the past little while. So yeah, I think uh, after hearing you talk, I think uh, Mexico has maybe more impetus for bringing an A team um, than say the USA will. Uh, but uh, even even uh, the B teams, I mean, USA won the 2021 Gold Cup with a B team, not convincingly, but uh, uh, they, they, you know, uh, wouldn't be underrated even if they did bring a B team. Yeah. Uh, let's say they did. Would you see uh, a Haiti, Honduras or Qatar capable of taking first place from them? Um, I don't really see them capable of taking first place. I see them taking points. But I also see those three teams taking points off each other. Um, it's, it would take a really strong and consistent campaign, I think, for someone to knock Mexico off the top. Um, but possible, for sure. I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. Uh, I think you covered Haiti quite well uh, earlier on. So I want to move on to Honduras. And uh, do you think uh, you said uh, also that they were recently kind of a, a, a strong second-tier team. They reached the World Cup uh, a couple of times. Uh, do you see them kind of uh, coming around, coming back to form a bit here? You know, I don't. And, and we talked about, yeah, Mexico maybe trying to reassert themselves. I, I mean, I think my main thing for that is Honduras, you know, they had 14 games in World Cup qualifying. Like, that's half a season, really. Um, and they never found form. They didn't get a single win. So... Um, I don't think there's any kind of bright spots to take away from that World Cup campaign. You know, when they were out of it, you know, you think, is this a chance to try players? Is this a chance to kind of freshen things up? But whatever they tried, it didn't work. So I am a little worried for them. I don't see the signs that, um, you know, they're kind of going to jump right back to being like the, the, the second place team that they have been over recent years. Yeah, I mean, and we did a series of podcasts, uh, uh, both at the beginning and midway through that World Cup qualifying round. And uh, I think we were we were kind of skeptical from the beginning that they weren't refreshing their team, kind of relying on uh, older players. And I'm not, I'm not sure they've done that much to address that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe this World Cup for them is a bit of rebuilding, but it's it's a difficult group to do that in. And again, I think they have demanding fans too, and I think a, a group stage actually would not would not go down particularly well. Yeah, uh, well, uh, you got to consider Qatar a bit of a dark horse. Uh, we do have a bit uh, a bit more than last time to compare them with them, um, having been through uh, one cup in the Concacaf region. Uh, what do you make of Qatar here? I, I think they're going to be strong. I, I do agree that they. Um, you know, might have peaked a little bit early, but, you know, before the World Cup, and that was, you know, even looking at the 2021 Gold Cup, but they lost to the United States one nothing on an 86-minute goal in the semifinal. You know, they were very close to getting past the States who ended up winning the tournament, and they would have given a good go to Mexico in the final. So, you know, they were a semifinal team last year. 
it, it's possible they could go that far again. I think the big question for me is Qatar, we're building towards a World Cup for so long. Now that that's over, now what? You know, they have a new coach. Are players going to be motivated? Are they going to let go of some players that were really part of the World Cup project? You know, what's their motivation level going to be? That's the question mark I have. But in terms of quality, I don't think they showed their very best at the World Cup, at least in terms of results. And I think, um, again, another team with a bit of kind of reputation to restore. Yeah, uh, a lot of to a lot to unpack there. I will say, uh, uh, you mentioned kind of getting rid of players. I mean, that makes them a really dark horse here because we saw in the player section that uh, some of their veterans haven't uh, haven't come back, but they only played in the in the uh, Gulf Cup there, and then one friendly besides. So it's a, a bit a bit up in the air as to who who is on the team uh, and who isn't, and. Uh, yeah, you've said a bit of an underperformance in the Cup, but honestly, anyone who saw the Asian Cup in 2019 would know that that was uh, a, a far less, uh, a, a poor performance compared to what they're capable of. And I'm really sad that we didn't see that in the World Cup. I would really be delighted to see them at their best here. I think you got a glimpse of that in the last Gold Cup, do you feel? I do. I mean, they, they won the group in the group stage. Um, you know, they beat El Salvador in an exciting game in the quarterfinals and then narrowly lost to the United States. So it was a really good tournament. And I think I think Qatar matches up well with some of the second-tier teams in, in North America. Um, you know, Haiti's kind of a new addition to that group. Honduras have recently fell out of that group, uh, you know, I would argue. So I think it's really interesting to see how Qatar matches up um, against the other teams. Yeah. Well, Connor, uh, I, I've just sat here watching you dance around the question, but uh, I, I need you to uh, lay it out for our audience here. How is this group going to finish? Oh, it's it's so close. I don't even know what I'm going to say next. Um, <laughs> I think Mexico will win it. I'm going to say Qatar rediscover some form and finish second. I'm going to say Haiti finish third, but they could be a bit inconsistent. And I'm going to predict Honduras fourth. I'm going to say that their poor form carries over. Wow, you really stole my thunder there, because that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, of those four that you picked, though, which do you see as the most uh, uh, possible for for a switch? Um, I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm going to say Haiti and Qatar. I think that is the the closest battle out of the bottom three. Oh, for second, you mean? For second place, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I disagree with you a bit there. I would say Haiti and uh, Honduras. I don't think it would take that much for Honduras to come back to form. Or, as you said, uh, Haiti can be a bit inconsistent themselves. So, uh, I would have chosen uh, uh, Haiti and Honduras. But it looks like we see uh, pretty eye-to-eye -eye on this group. Yeah, I'm, I, I think for Haiti, I... Maybe I'm hoping a little bit for some of their their past Gold Cup form to, to come out. Um, you know, I acknowledge that um, they didn't have a good tournament in 2021, but they had a very good tournament in 2019. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe Haiti. Yeah. You know, not a favorite to go through, but um, I'm kind of rooting for them to do well. Me too. I mean, sometimes they start a little hot. They're a very exciting team to watch. 
uh, uh, they start a little hot, and I think a mature team like Honduras can, you know, maybe wait them out until the 65th or 70th minute and then take advantage of it. But I think they have learned over the last couple of tournaments to uh, pace themselves a little better. Yeah, you may have convinced me of your position. Um, but Honduras, for me, I just haven't seen the signs of them coming back to life. So, um, but we'll yeah. see that, you know, if they return to the mean, you know, um, then yeah, Honduras could, could finish second too. It's, it's so close. It's really hard to call. Yeah. Well, uh, you have convinced me of your position that this is the, by far the most grueling group of the cup and that uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes through. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, good talking to you about this, Connor, and uh, I will see you back then for uh, Group C. All right, see you then. Bye-bye. All right, please check the show notes for a link to a short video about our past, present, and future media casts, and uh, all other links to navigate you through our system, including a link to our YouTube channel where each series is separated into its own playlist.